welcome back to On Campus with Miss T. I'm your host, Miss T. I'm your co-host, David. So today we're going to be going into vaccines. We're going to talk about um, outbreaks, anti-vaxxers, and just, I guess, the views on vaccines within public school settings. But before we dive into that, I kind of wanted to go over some of the things that I do as a Head Start preschool teacher, just, I guess, to show people or to make people aware of all the things that go into it. So I have a couple of the books that I use. This one, it's the Creative Curriculum for Preschool Objectives for Development and Learning book. And let's see how many pages. <coughs> it's like 230 pages. And basically, it just goes over a bunch of different objectives. They're all divided by dimensions. Dimensions. What is a dimension? So dimension, it's like the main category for the objectives. So there's social emotional physical, language, cognitive, literacy, mathematics, science and technology, social studies, the arts, English language acquisition, and that's it. All that for preschool? Yep, just for preschool. And then within each dimension, there's like several objectives. So it's not just like one or two objectives. There's like, for example, let's see, for literacy there's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen there's 16 objectives within just that one literacy dimension that's a lot yeah so um for each objective at least you should have one observation for each and every single student within your classroom so i have 20 students in my classroom which means that for, let's say, literacy objective 15A, I have to have 20 different observations. Gotcha. So one for each student. So if you multiply that by all of the different objectives, <laughs> like it takes a really long time you do it. Um, and it's not just one objective for the whole school year. We have um, different I think it's like quarterly where we have to turn it in. So you have to turn it. It's like a software that we use. So you have to enter the observations into the software and then add a description of what happened, what you saw with the picture or video and every like semester or whatever. So like spring, um, okay. fall, whatever. Uh, yeah. So it gets pretty tedious but it is very important because that's how you track their progress. So I can put in at the beginning of the year, I saw they were trying to put beads on pipe cleaners, but you know, their fine motor skills weren't quite there yet. So they were having a lot of trouble and I had to use hand over hand guidance to help them put the bead on the pipe cleaner. Gotcha. And then at the end of the year it would be, oh, she made an entire jewelry set (laughs) out of pipe cleaners and beads and there'd be a picture or whatever um so that's how that works and also recently i got the training to do 
observations of classrooms to kind of rate the classrooms to see how well they're meeting those standards. So it's, for the one I'm using, it's called class. But um, that's divided into dimensions too, which is positive climate, negative climate, teacher sensitivity, required for student perspectives, behavior management, productivity, instructional learning formats, concept development, quality of feedback, and language modeling. So what I would do if they ever asked me to do this is I would go into a classroom and I would observe a teacher and the students within that classroom for a certain amount of time and then rate each of those dimensions. So whether the kids are having fun, whether the kids are happy and comfortable, um, whether the teacher is actually provoking like, complex thought and not just saying, oh, cool. Yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyways, that's kind of just a little snippet of how it works in case anyone was wondering. Did that help you? Yeah, in a way? I'm sure there's, yeah, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's a lot of things just for pre-K. Mm -hmm. And that's just the observations. There's also lesson planning and individualization, and then the actual being with the kids part, <laughs> okay. which is also complicated, <laughs> but fun. So moving on from that, we'll go into the vaccines topic. So I think the title for this episode was, uh, should vaccines be required in school settings? So what are your initial thoughts on that? Um, I want to say no initially. I don't know. No one should be forced to do kind of anything like that. So, but I get it. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation, I guess. Like me, I don't know. Cause I guess there is outbreaks there, you know, they're out there still. Mm -hmm. You don't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. There definitely is. And we are going to be going into all of that. But first, I put out a survey, of course, like we always do for every episode. And I asked, should vaccines be required in school settings? 71.43% of our listeners slash viewers said yes. And 28.57% said no. So it seems like most people think they should be required in school settings. Yeah. Um, so we'll go into why... They might be thinking that and why some people might be thinking the opposite. For our first response that I'm going to go over, it wasn't the very first response we got, but first response that we're going to go over. <coughs> this person wrote in, I think all children should be protected from disease. I love children. And that's, I feel like, like one of the polar extremes like pro um for this it's like vaccines equals child safety and protecting their life right and that you love children <laughs> <laughs> which yeah i can see that i get that yeah um yeah i mean yeah it makes sense you don't want children to be endangered but yeah and that's the other part of it, the that statement or that sentiment, 
basically implies that without vaccines or if you're a parent that chooses not to vaccinate your child, you're endangering that child. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're not necessarily advocating for their death, but you're not protecting them from death. Yeah. (laughs) Or that you don't love children as much as other people do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that people kind of have to realize that. There was another response that said, and this was to the question, have you vaccinated your children? And the response was, yes, I'm not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So again, with that frame of mind, you're implying that people who don't vaccinate their children are stupid. Yeah, stupid. (laughs) That's the problem with this. It's like very divided. Like people, they think all these sides stupid because they don't want to do it. Yeah. They're endangering all everyone's kid and And that's part of the reason that I wanted to do this podcast in the first place was because I feel like nowadays people it's almost like black and white. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. if you don't see my point of view then you're dumb and you don't think that this is important or blah blah blah. And instead people should try to look at things from other people's perspective and try to understand each other and talk to each other so that everyone can come to a general understanding. Yeah. And then who knows? That's how you learn. That's why you like, that's how you learn from understanding someone. Like you could be like, huh, I see that. That makes sense. Maybe I'm like them now or not necessarily understand where they're coming from at least. Yeah. So you don't hate them or say they're stupid. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like nowadays, instead of doing that, it's just automatically like, okay, you're blocked from my Facebook. Um, I need to create a safe space for myself with people that think the same way that I do or have the same opinions that I do. And I think instead you should be engaging more, if anything, with people that don't agree with you because that's how you learn. That's how you grow either you or the other person that you're talking to how is that other person supposed to learn your point of view if you're just blocking them or if you're not associating yourself with them or not talking to them putting yourself in a position where you end up talking to them so that's part of what our goal (laughs) (laughs) is to try to kind of change people's minds about that i guess or at least we're doing it for them, right? <laughs> if they're listening, then yeah. we're doing that for you by bringing up everyone's opinions and everyone's point of view. But yeah, so by saying those statements, just, I guess, be aware that you are implying these negative things about people that are not vaccinating their children. <laughs> and today, hopefully, you will be able to understand their point of view as well. I mean, me personally, I would vaccinate my children if I had children, (laughs) Um, but at least, you know, hear them out and try to know where they're coming from. Yeah. If you vaccinate your kid and then someone else doesn't in that same classroom, isn't your kid good, protected? For the most part, yes. However, vaccines are not 100%. Like they don't 100% prevent you I don't think from getting that like there's still a small chance that they would 
contract that illness. Like with these outbreaks, I'm guessing it's people that weren't vaccinated that got it. Yeah, as far as I know, it was people that were not vaccinated that got the illness, but it's like the flu shot. You get the flu shot, but that's like one strain of it. So there's still a chance that you will get the flu that season. Well, I mean, I'm sure I, it works differently for different vaccines, but I'm pretty sure that there's still a chance that you can get. I think it's very different from a flu shot. It is different. I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that for every vaccine, like none of them are going to be 100%. No, I think I think these are like set in stone viruses. I think I'm not saying the viruses change. I'm saying that there's still a chance that okay. you could get the illness. Small chance. Yeah. Like the flu always changes. Like Yeah, the yeah, flu that's the, yeah. how it's different. That's why you have to get it every year or whatever. But Don't do it. <laughs> it's a Why? scam. I, I haven't got it. Scam? I haven't got it in four years, and I could tell you how many times I've been sick in these past three years, like twice. That's like the least amount of time I've been sick my whole life without getting that flu shot. Well, what about for kids? I don't know. I we have to not get what I don't think it's gonna kill I your get kid. Get flu shot every year, but I, I still don't. get sick. Yeah, and you get sick all the time. <laughs> but that's because I'm exposed to all sorts of crazy germs. There's probably like ten different strains. And I, of I know a lot of people classroom. agree with me too. Like, yeah, because every time I get the flu shot, I get sick, and they hate they hate they don't take it anymore. Either. They hate taking it. And I guess true. Like I've stopped taking it. Well, sometimes I it is just kind of pointless. It. But usually, my doctor will tell me like if I go in. And there's like a bunch of different strains of the flu that season. They're like, okay, well, this is the one we're going to give you, but you're probably still going to get sick because this strain is like just one of so many that are out there this season. So usually they, t <clears throat> they tell me, <laughs> but I, don't know. I say you shouldn't do it for a year and see what happens. Why not? What's the, there's no harm in it. I'm going to get some kind of crazy flu or something. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm scared. Those kids are gross, man. <laughs> all kids are gross yeah kids just are gross just in general boogers everywhere yeah I'm always getting like Mocos sneeze like sneeze in my face yeah they don't wash your in hands. my face yeah they're always like picking their noses scratching their butts and stuff the nastiest thing you do is look at a kid's drink after they drink from it it's disgusting <laughs> fishies everywhere <laughs> or sometimes they like to mix everything so they'll like get their lunch and put it in their milk and then they'll like look I made a milkshake or something Ugh. it's really gross <laughs> Anyways, so another response that we got was, I think that children should be vaccinated because they will be interacting with so many other children and unknown people. These interactions can lead to exposure to serious illnesses that an unvaccinated mm. child can succumb to. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like... Uh, the thing, my thing is, what what shots are you getting nowadays? There's I, a lot. That's my point. There's a lot that I think, like, I went to the doctor and they're like, oh, you need this, 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 and that. And I go, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, there were, like, some crazy diseases that, like, I don't think I'm ever like, going to get. I have some extinct disease one day or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. If I don't, then, hey, the vaccines are some. I'll say there is some that sure, like, the common ones, maybe, like measles. I would guess that's, that's not. I mean, well, now I guess now because it's of not, all the outbreaks, but, but it's not. It was already like a, a lot of them are extinct. I feel like because of vaccines, it's not just it went away on its own. It's because people got vaccinated and so they stopped getting it. 
Or. So if you're not vaccinated. Or humans are evolving and getting stronger. No. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, I think we're getting weaker because we have all of these things that assist us now. Hand sanitizer, technology. True. Well, that's why you build your immune system. (coughs) Let your kids play in the dirt. Let them. I'm going to start taking all your stuff and having my kids at work lick it. And then I'll bring it back to you. Uh, so you can build your immune system. It's tough. <laughs> I haven't been sick. I haven't been sick all year yet either. Mm-hmm. See? I found an article that was from the recent measles outbreak. So if any of you don't remember, I think back in like January or something. Yeah, it was this was it this year? It was this yeah, year. Yeah, it was right? this year. There was a measles outbreak in the Portland, Vancouver area. I think it reached down to like LA and like other cities as well. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if they were necessarily in an outbreak, but I know that it did reach <clears throat> out to other places as well. But I found this article, and it's from the uh, the Oregonian newspaper, and it's titled, 23rd measles patient is another unvaccinated child in Vancouver area. So right away from the title, it's just kind of like, like, okay, these unvaccinated children, yeah. it's blame. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they're the ones getting it, right? Mm-hmm. But if your kid's vaccinated, I think you're good. Like, whatever. Let the anti-vaxxers get the diseases. I guess. But there is that small percent. I think, well, at least in my classroom, there was a lot of parents that were scared. They were like, okay, like, should I keep my child at home? Is it okay for them to be coming in? Like, what's going to happen? Why are these people not getting vaccinated? They're, like, there's a general concern and fear, I would say. Yeah. When these things happen, even if your student is vaccinated from parents. But, well, yeah. But parents freak out over anything. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Well, sometimes. Depends on the Mo- I would say, yeah. <laughs> Most do. So in this article, it has like some facts, I guess, about the measles. So I just kind of wanted to throw it out there in case nobody knows what that even is. Uh, But it says, on average, more than one person a day has been diagnosed with measles since January 1st. And that was about specifically this outbreak in an unusually large outbreak. It says, of the 23 people who have measles, 18 of those are 10-year-olds or younger. Only one was an adult at that point. And this was in January. Huh. This was January 24th. It says it was updated January 24th, 2018. So, obviously, the prevalence is in school-age children, not in adults. And I would say that younger school-age people are the ones that are that tend to be unvaccinated because in previous years... It was just kind of a standard to vaccinate yeah. everyone. So I would assume that most adults are already vaccinated. Yeah, I would think so too. And then the thing is too, kids it's just easy kids are gross, so they, they spread sicknesses quicker, diseases. Yeah. That's the problem. That's true. It also goes on to say nearly, nearly all never received a vaccine against measles. Nearly. That means that some of them had, at some point, received a vaccine against measles. They're just gross. What do they do? Put like <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point, measles one in their mouth. Uh... 
Yeah, and it hit different school districts, different locations, different counties, blah, blah, blah. And then on here it says, health officials are keeping both students and staff who cannot prove that they have been vaccinated from the, from the schools linked to the outbreaks. So they were keeping people who hadn't been vaccinated from going into the schools. After the outbreak? Yeah, after the outbreak. So you can, I mean, if I was a parent, I'd be scared, especially reading articles like that and stuff. Like, especially when using the word outbreak. I mean, that's what it was, right? But you hear the word outbreak and you're like, oh, God. At least for me, my mind automatically goes to, like, zombies <laughs> or yeah. something, you know? Yeah, but it's like, uh, is, is measles deadly? Yeah. I mean, not everyone dies from it, but it can be deadly. Like, like well, you it's like saying the flu it. could be deadly. Is it like that or is it more... I don't know. ...common than that? I'm not sure. What does the article say? Let's see. I don't even think that it said. I, I feel like I did see at some point someone had died from it, but I don't think I have it in any of these articles that I printed up. But this article just says, measles outbreak, Vancouver area epidemic grows to 77 confirmed cases. That was March 13th, 2019. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's almost a person a day or more, a little more. Oh, yeah, I think it says that somewhere. But, yeah, it says the vast majority of people affected by the current outbreak weren't vaccinated against the virus. Several had one dose. Oh, this is something I didn't know as well. I guess it's two shots. It's not just one. Oh, I don't know. So it yeah. says several had one dose of the vaccine, which is 93% effective. So okay. there is a percentage where you can get it even after you've been vaccinated. Gotcha. So you got to get two. Them it to says beat. two doses are 97% effective. So you still have a okay. 3% chance of getting the measles even after you've had both doses of the vaccine. Okay. Well, that sucks if you got one. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still 97. We'll see. That's those are still pretty high um, odds of not getting it. So yeah, I mean your odds are still good. Like ninety three, ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, but just so you know, there is still a three percent chance. So that's where that fear comes from for parents. Like, okay, I vaccinated my child, but if there's an unvaccinated child in the classroom with them, my child still has a three percent chance of getting the measles. And it's not even just whether they're going to die or not. That's really expensive to have them be hospitalized for like weeks or whatever. Oh, you have to be ho- hospitalized? I'm pretty sure. I think you have to be like quarantined, don't you? I don't know. That's in a, like a I don't infectious know. disease. Maybe. It says, oh, this is kind of good news, I guess. If you're not vaccinated and you change your mind for whatever reason, but you think you've already been exposed... It says the vaccine can reduce the risk of infection if gotten within 72 hours after exposure to the virus. Mm, okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was the article, measles outbreak, Vancouver area epidemic, close to 77 confirmed cases, again from the Oregonian newspaper. And then I found this, but hold on. There was a question or an answer. 
that went into this. So one person responded and they said, if they work, why is everyone so afraid? So where did this come from? This anti-vaxxer trend, this fear of vaccines, right? So what yeah. do you think? <laughs> Hopefully you didn't see the <laughs> title to... of the article. But where do you think that came from? Why do you think people are so adamant to not get vaccines? Um, I know why I think it got popular, but... Like, I'm trying to think from my point, because I've done this before. Like, it got popular. Like, I didn't take time. I didn't take those. I forgot how old I was, but they said, like, oh, you need these three vaccines. You don't, you don't have them. I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, crazy worm tumor disease. I was like, what? No, I don't you need that. Like, I don't that. know. Especially if you travel. You never know. Every time I travel to, like, I, a different country, I always go to the doctor and ask them if there's any vaccines I need for that specific country. <laughs> well, I ain't trying to go anywhere crazy, you know. It doesn't matter. Even if you just go to, like, Europe, like, England or something, like, I'm sure that there's still some kind of vaccine that the doctor would be like. You I could survive in Mexico. I'll be fine. Well, that's pretty close to us. Well, it's a very different world. But um, as far as, like, health standards go and stuff. It's still on the same continent. Still different, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just trying to think. Like, one, I don't really like doctors to begin with. I think they're worthless. They never, they never help me. Like, it's rare that a doctor helps me. I think it's honestly like they're just, and then like, it's just kind of like the norm. Hey, give out. I think it's like a, it goes down to I think it's like a money's game for them. Give out all these vaccines because. That's all money for the insurance that's going to get charged. So they just want to give them out to make money. And my that's what I think, too. I'm like, yeah, these things, I don't know. Could be. If you're a doctor and you know anything about that, let us know. <laughs> so I'm like, they're just pushing it out there because why not? Like, it doesn't do anything. It just costs a lot of money probably to and. I don't think that it doesn't do anything. Well, I'm not, I think it does Well, I'm do saying a lot. some of them, but there's I'm sure there's other <laughs> Maybe there's the crazier shot, ones. Okay, flu shots, yeah. But all the other ones I do believe that they work. But most of them you Which get when you're you don't yeah, I don't know. Really hear about people getting polio anymore or rubella or whatever that is. I don't even You see like I don't even know what these diseases are because we don't get them anymore <laughs> because of vaccines. <laughs> True. Not a lot of people don't but know. Then don't people don't don't you sur is. people survive like the 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 human immune system will eventually. Well, hopefully kinda... they survive. There is a chance that you like. No, not even that. But I'm saying the the human the immune system will eventually like fight off diseases and build. For some, I know there's some that are like just extreme. Where like yeah, there's no way. Well, the reason that these vaccines came about was because so many people were dying yeah. from them back in the day. Well, yeah, it's like, but like, it's like the Black Plague, right? I don't think there's a vaccine for that. Then they just kind of like, I don't know, beat it. I think I don't know, but I, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I should probably know that, but but anyways, yeah. like I don't know. That's where my thing comes from. Like this whole like, I'm just not. I don't like doctors. I don't really trust them. It's all. So for you, that's what it is. Yes, and then now I. Well, it got popular because of, um, I think it was Alex Jones, right? Doing the, well, maybe it wasn't him, but I think he helped push it too. I saying it causes it autism. Alex Jones, are you serious? Who's that? It's, uh, 
Is that a like super kind of crazy guy? He's onto the conspiracies and. What is he like? A YouTuber, public speaker? Uh, I guess he was on YouTube. He has his own channel. Like he does his own um podcast? live video. I don't think I don't know if he does a podcast. He might. So some kind of influencer. Yes. But that was recent, right? That was a couple, maybe a couple years back, yeah. Well, this has been around for like a really long time. Okay. So maybe recently he helped keep it going, I would say, but I don't think it would have. Well, I know it it didn't start with him. Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is what I found in my research. I did some digging. I went to, or I found this website called historyofvaccines.org. And they have this article called, Do Vaccines Cause Autism? So, let me see my highlights here. It says, vaccines have perhaps received more scrutiny than any other speculated cause of autism spectrum disorder, also known as ASD. And the great majority of scientists, physicians, and public health researchers have come to the conclusion that there is no association between vaccines and autism. So I do, I have heard people say that they think or they're afraid that vaccines cause autism or cause developmental issues or developmental delays, I guess, in children. And where this comes from is, let's see, I think it was back in the 90s. It says, part of this hypothesis that vaccination was associated with autism had been suggested previously by a few researchers. Budenberg, in a small pilot study published in a non-mainstream journal. Give me one second. posited um, this relationship, as did Gupta in a review of possible treatments for autism. This hypothesis had not been systematically investigated when Wakefield began to interrogate it. So this person, Wakefield, and it was in 1998, along with 12 co-authors, published a case series study in The Lancet. And that's where he made that claim, that he had found evidence that the measles specifically vaccine caused autism. However, in 2004, then editor Dr. Richard Horton of The Lancet wrote that Wakefield should have revealed to the journal that he had been paid by attorneys seeking to file lawsuits against vaccine manufacturers. In other words, his research was biased. Gotcha. Because he was being paid by lawyers that were trying to sue the vaccine people. Why are they trying to sue, though? I don't know. I'm guessing they were just trying to find a reason to sue. Maybe because they saw that there was money in it, or I don't know what. But... The point is that his information was biased to begin with. And then it says, most of the co-authors of the study retracted 
the interpretation in the paper, and in 2010, the Lancet formally retracted the paper itself. Three months after the retraction in May 2010, Britain's General Medical Council banned Wakefield from practicing medicine in Britain, stating that he had shown callous disregard for children in the course of his research. I'm assuming that's kind of like because he made those statements, people stopped vaccinating and therefore that put children in danger. Yeah, that's pretty so much. I'm guessing yeah. that's what that was. Um, but it kind of like it kept picking up like it would die down and then someone else would bring it up again. Like who did you mention? Alex Jones. Like. Like other Alex Joneses of the past, I guess. <laughs> and so it kept coming up and it just it hasn't gone away, I guess. And then after, basically, it's been disproven, right? I think that, but I think that's also like everyone's, everyone has no faith in government or anything anymore. So it's like, they don't believe them. We've been lied to. A lot. So Too many no, times that, yeah, I feel that's, like That's one of the big things. No one. Things is, and I don't, I don't know what it's going to take for people to believe, okay, like, I don't know who's going to come in and some random third party, but then even then has to be credible, right? Some credible source of a random third party, but I don't know. Yeah. That's probably, I think that's another reason too. Yeah. Because Alex Jones is like super anti-government, all these conspiracies. So I think that's why a lot of people are like, yeah, the, they're calling it autism. So you're saying that even though it has been disproven, everyone just doesn't believe it because they think the government's well, lying? Yeah. Like, it's like any information. How do you, how do you fact check all this? How do you, I don't know. You get me? Like any other info, like what's real and what's well, not. Well, I mean, there's been like... I'm sure hundreds of studies that people have conducted independent and funded by the government. So you could really do your research and yeah, find all of the studies. Yeah, you exactly. But out. average Joe, no one, no one researches like when, it, like any, anything it comes to politic, politicals, they just say one thing. Oh my God, it, that's my vote. But no one knows what they're really doing, what their plan is. They just say, um, oh, free, this free that oh i'm voting for him you know mm-hmm. oh he talked in spanish that's my vote like i don't know <laughs> no one no one does the research they just vote with yeah. they just think with emotion no one does logical like okay or let with me, what they're relating to yeah let me try to dissect this and see what's really going or with on what sounds morally good yeah exactly like that's that's a problem average joe's gotta dig deeper people you guys gotta yeah exactly question everything everything if, if let's say Jesus came down second coming, I would be skeptical. They're like, this ain't Jesus, you know. I'm a yeah, yeah. Fact check it. <laughs> How do you fact check Jesus? You better perform some miracles, something <laughs> like to believe. Oh, okay, like, hey Jesus, uh, I don't know. Turn this into turn some water into wine. Yeah, not even something crazy. What if it's magicians. just like a demon or something? Magicians could do stuff. <laughs> uh, whatever. Then no, exactly. You don't know. That's my point. You gotta. There's a lot of fact checking to do, especially mm-hmm. like with anything. You could see the history of it and say, okay, this makes sense. There's a there's consistency with things. Like, okay, this is legit. Like um, politicians, like you could 
literally check their the records of how they vote and what they vote for. And you can see like, oh man, this person's a flip flopper. Like they just go with whatever's Trendy. cool to hate or like <laughs> at that time. It's like, Whatever's that's not a good politician. There's politicians that they stick to their guns throughout their whole career. But that can also be bad too, because some people just stick to what they know and then they're never open to other things. But it's like, it's like people like, like you could look at politicians that like, oh, the war was bad. We shouldn't have went in there. But then they're voting for the war. They voted for the war. You know? Unknowingly or. Not, it's, but it's like okay. things like that. Yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah. We're going off topic now. But in the article, it says, after the MMR controversy died down, critics turned their questions to, and sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Okay, I'm not a science person. Uh, but it says they turned their questions to... Thimerosal or timerosal? Timerosal, maybe? Thimerosal? Thimerosal or timerosal. A mercury-containing preservative used in some vaccines. So after these people saw that... Mercury. After it was proven that the vaccine wasn't leading to ASD, they started trying to find something else, I guess, to criticize it for. And so they figured out that I think most vaccines, I think nowadays it's not as much, it's in the article somewhere, but vaccines use mercury as a preservative. I, but I feel like this, like they have cons, right? There's no way a vaccine does not have anything wrong with it. Yeah, there's side effects. So, but it's normal stuff like like soreness at the side of the injection. Like maybe you'll get kind of sick, like the sniffles or you'll have a headache or something. That's but it that's though? it, yeah. Or that, at least that's all I could find. If you're a doctor, I feel like I feel like it had to be longer because I'm thinking like, okay. You, or if you're allergic or something, then obviously you can have some kind of reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's more to it than that because if it's something that lasts a lifetime, it's some crazy stuff. So it has to have something. Because like, look at your your Advil. Like Advil has mild side effects, but the, if you do it a lot, it like messes Stomach up your level liver, liver mm-hmm. stomach. But the thing is, you're constantly taking them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with the, well, with that's why this is a one-time injection. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, has to, it's something that's still in your system. Well, you get me. But the vaccine is like a natural thing. Is it? I mean, aside from the mercury, whatever. <laughs> but, but like, it's just a strain of that disease, and then it just triggers your body to create antibodies. Those antibodies are there forever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just saying. I'm, you know, just throwing it out there. I don't know. I might not even have the correct verbiage <laughs> for that. I'm not a science person, like I said. Anyways, so they turned to thimerosal or timerosal, whatever. But that, it says today, thimerosal is no longer used in most childhood vaccines, though some forms of influenza vaccine available in multi-dose files may contain the preservative. Right, so they took it out. However, they did not prove, I guess they did, like the mercury gets metabolized in your body, and so it changes composition or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And anyways, they did a bunch of studies, and they figured out that it doesn't do anything, I guess. So it's not dangerous. It's not like at a level where it's dangerous for you to have it in your body. But either way, they took it out of most of the vaccines. So, you don't have to worry about that. So, again, 
there's still nothing to fear with vaccines as far as I could tell. But yeah, that's pretty much all I found. And again, if you want to find this uh, article, I guess, it's at, where is it? It was historyofvaccines.org. So if you want to find it yourself, you can. And then at the end, it does have a, a list of the sources that they use for it. So it does list all of the articles that I mentioned before and like all of the research things that they cited in their article as well. So you can do your own research on that if you would like to. But leading into other responses, one of the other ones said vaccines would first help the child's immune system and make them less, less likely to get it and other children are not at risk of getting it if they could give vaccines at school. So this opens another argument where not only should vaccines, or not only should people be getting vaccines, but they should make vaccines available at schools for children to get. Which I understand the thought process for this, where it's like families are already coming to school anyways, like make it more accessible to people. I'm assuming that they would want it to be free so that It'll be like picture day, but it's vaccine day and everyone just comes <laughs> and gets their vaccines for free, right? Yeah. I know you're going to see issues with this. So let me have it. Um, I would say sure if they want to be handed out at school. I don't have an issue with that. But like I said, you can't force anyone to do it. Well, that's your opinion. Yeah. No, that this should. <laughs> <laughs> that's. America, you can't be forced to do anything like that. Okay, wait, like, wait, that's we're like... going to go into that later. Wait, wait, wait. So what I came up with, I thought you were going to have way more issues with this argument of making vaccines available at school. Because number one, they would need to hire staff that's actually well, so they qualified. they have a nurse on staff? Not always. I've worked at schools where I think they share nurses. So it'll be like an, one actual nurse, but she works at multiple uh, schools. So it's like a couple of days out of the week she'll be at this school, another couple of days she'll be at that school. And then my program, we don't have a nurse at any site. Like, it's just like one nurse for the whole program and then she kind of moves around as she needs to. <laughs> okay. So if a kid falls down or whatever, like that's up to us to figure that out, to deal with that, to call 911 if we feel like we need to or whatever. There's an issue that you could get like... um I'm sure they can bring like a truck that, you know, like those mobile blood donation trucks. to. Come yeah, but then that would be someone else. That wouldn't be the school districts running that. That would be like the Red Cross running that. What's wrong with that? Nothing, but that's not what she's asking for. Or at least I don't think that's what she meant. She's just saying that they're vaccinated he, at school. I don't know who it was. Just be vaccinated at school that... That's what I'm yeah, thinking. but what if it's like, okay, it's on the first day of school and then this kid starts in the middle of it. So that's it. It's just like they missed out. They don't get the opportunity to have a free vaccine. Uh, like you said, it could be like picture day. You get a one makeup day or whatever. If you don't go, then you don't go. That's on you. I guess. I don't know. And then that would be even more complicated because then you'd have to 
make contracts or deals or whatever with these third-party people to come and do the vaccines on your campus. And then there's like insurance and liability and blah, 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 blah. I would assume. Yeah. Well, usually would think, I don't know, that's, that's actually, I would think even be cheaper. It's always cheaper to contract things out. I guess. It, it literally is from a business standpoint. Well, what I wrote down, okay, you would probably need to hire staff that would be called or figure something else out. You would need to have a space where the vaccines can be properly stored on the campus because I'm pretty sure you can't just leave them lying around <laughs> or locked in a cabinet, which is usually what we do at school with medicine. Yeah. or I think I'm pretty sure they have to be like refrigerated or something. But yeah. And then like a place where they can be properly administered. I'm assuming it would have to be like a sanitary place. Like it would have to be like regulated and inspected constantly and stuff. Mm, well, like I said, just if, like a doctor's if office. If the truck did, they handle all that. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then, obviously, it would mean that a school district's budget, either way, whether it's your scenario or mine, would need to increase. Which again means more tax money from the taxpayers. No. That's not going to happen. That's why I thought that you would be super against this. <laughs> well, there's so many variables that are coming in here that I don't know. It's, it's just super made up scenarios. So we could. Yeah, but that's, one, that's an argument. That's, yeah. that's an opinion people have. So we have to address it. Well, that means increasing taxes? Nope. <laughs> go do it yourself somewhere. Go go to some clinic and do it. So, uh, I don't know, rebuttal, I guess, that I would have for that is that you can find a lot of vaccines for free. There's like a, the flu vaccine, you can just go to like a Walgreens and they give it to you for free. Is it free? I don't know if it's the whole year, but at least multiple times a year, I always see a bunch of ads for it. Like, come in and get your free vaccine today, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that. Probably subsidized up by the government. Nothing's ever free. What does that mean? The government's paying for it. The state's paying for it, probably. Ta yeah. It's coming out of taxpayers' money, essentially. Okay, well, either way. There are resources yeah, exactly, out there if you yeah. need to get your vaccines and you don't directly want to pay for it. <laughs> and instead, everyone will indirectly pay for it. <laughs> exactly, but there, there is free for some people. Yeah, there are options for you out there. And I think even with like, um, like what, Medicare or whatever, yeah, if I don't you know. have yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that you can go in and get that for free. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that my mother has never had to pay for our vaccines. I've never personally had to pay for vaccines. However, now I do pay for my health insurance, so <laughs> um, I guess somehow I am paying for that. I haven't gotten a vaccine in years, so I don't know. <laughs> or a flu shot, so I don't pay for any of that. So now we're going to go into a different argument or a different opinion. This person wrote in, absolute requirement in order to attend. So this is kind of the other end of the spectrum where it's saying like you have to, like if you want to be in this public space with all of these people, 
you have to, like, it should be, like, I'm assuming by law or whatever, like, it should be a rule, at least from the school districts, required in order for you to step foot in that campus. In order for you to attend school on that well, campus. I guess that could be like a city thing, like at a city level, like they want to vote for that. Sure, I guess. But you also can't, with that being said, you can't have laws where kids are, I don't know, required to go to school because they're going to be required to go to school, but they have to do this, 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 and that. Like, maybe because there's laws in place that your child has to go to school. Yeah, but there's alternatives. Like, you could do homeschooling, you could do virtual schools, you could do whatever. They don't have to set that's all money. on a public school campus. That's all, I, don't, I don't think that should be allowed because technically everyone's paying for that public school because it comes out of taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. So that's not fair. If you're, let's say, an anti-vaxxer, you're, you're already forced to pay for that. You get me? I don't understand your argument. What are you, like, in one sentence, tell me what you're arguing for or against right now, or what? What? No, on that. You shouldn't be, that's not required to get vaccinated to go to school. Okay, but what do you mean they're already paying for it so it's not fair? Like, what are you talking about? They're, pay- they're paying for the schooling through taxes already. Okay. As, let's say as a parent. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I was not following <laughs> what you were saying at all. But you're saying that it wouldn't be fair for the parents of the children who are not vaccinated because their taxpayer money has already gone to pay for that school. Exactly. Okay. I understand you. So, yeah. I don't know. No. Can't do that. Well, f- what I wrote down or the first thing that came to mind when I heard that statement was that it would be, like, unconstitutional, wouldn't it? Because that's, like, your belief system. Yeah. It's like saying, okay, well, if you're a Christian, you're not allowed to come to this public school. Like, that, yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> so, like, if my belief, right, my philosophy, my personal whatever, is that vaccines are terrible and I'm never going to vaccinate my children, blah, 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 like, it would be unconstitutional for a public you know, federally funded institution to prevent me from attending, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's too, like, I guess too many gray areas with those laws. I don't know. I don't know how they, I'm sure that goes to, like, a a Supreme Court or something, and they decide. Because I know on the, on the forms that, we have the parents fill out when we give them the vaccine form, right? They can opt out of it. Like there's a separate paper and it like, if you check it, like opt out of the vaccine, whatever of the immunizations. And it'll say because of personal beliefs, it'll say because of religion, personal beliefs or something else. Okay. But yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's why we have that paper. Yeah, that's why they have that I don't option. know. I'm sure it, they could still. It's like two. Like gray areas, because what like you can't always hide behind your belief or religion. You get me? Yeah, and then it kind of starts going into like, like, at what point do these sick children start 
infringing upon healthy children's like rights if that makes any sense yeah like yeah i don't know this is <laughs> <laughs> anyways so we'll move to the next um what is this called the next response sorry my brain <laughs> stopped working for a minute it says, if the schools are publicly funded, they should not require anyone to do anything that goes against their beliefs. I understand that this is probably impossible. Therefore, schools should not be publicly funded. Hashtag abolish public schools. So I guess what they're saying is if it was like a private school, then you could say, okay, it's a requirement for you to have your children vaccinated in order for them to attend our school or vice versa, right? Yeah. But because it's a public school, they're not, like, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, that's the issue. If it's private, you can do whatever the heck you want. Well, yeah, but I think another argument they're making is that isn't it's impossible in general to, like, make everyone happy or to make sure that you're honoring everyone's belief system. Yeah. That's why you, that's, yeah, private would solve a lot of that in the sense of, fine, I'll go to this other private school where they cater to my needs. Mm -hmm. That's where public schools, like, (laughs) Can you imagine, though, like a, like an anti-vaxxer school where none of the children, like, can you imagine all the diseases that would, like, run rampant? Well, yeah, (laughs) if one of them got sick, then, yeah, they're all going to get sick. (laughs) Oh, my God, that. It would be interesting. <laughs> but if, nah, I don't know. I feel like the oldie, like high school, they'd be fine maybe. But elementary and middle school would be gross, probably. Preschool would be, I, I wouldn't, let's just say this, I wouldn't want to work there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that was, that's, pretty much all the time we have we only have like five minutes left so we'll leave it at that if you have any responses for this topic like always you can either like leave a comment on our podcast on Castbox, or send us an email at on campus with ms.t at gmail.com you can find that on the website yeah all on the website which is are you ever going to remember it? <laughs> You're the worst. Our website is www.oncampuspodcast.com. Yeah, that one. You made it. You know what it is. Stop yeah. saying W. No one uses www anymore. You just say on, camp, ugh, on campus podcast. Oncampuspodcast.com. That's all you got to say. That's it. Also, if you go on our website through the navigation tab, you can click on survey and you will find the surveys for the upcoming episodes as well so that you can have your mm-hmm. opinions, your thoughts, your responses featured on the show. Yeah. And then the contact form is there too on the top mm-hmm. right. You know, send us feedback, anything, a question, say, hey, you guys suck. You guys are cool. Anything. Just, you know, let us know how we're doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other topics to talk about. Oh, yeah. Other topic ideas that things that you feel strongly about and you want us to talk about. 
Also, there's that, what, the newsletter button? Subscribe, but that's in the bottom. You could thing. just put your email in and you'll be in our subscribe list and to we'll just spam you so, with stuff. Yeah. We'll send you updates or whatever for upcoming episodes. Maybe if we're going to do something special, which probably not anytime soon because we are broke. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like, we're trying to work on getting our YouTube channel up and running. So, if that happens, or when that happens, we would be blasting newsletter out to all of our subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. Nice. Class dismissed. <laughs> Whee!